Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. We know that American politics is polarizing, and we know that it infects everything that it touches. However, are the administrative agencies within our federal government too far gone? Welcome to another episode of Counterthought. On previous episodes, I've discussed the administrative state. I have discussed how politics ruins everything. And in this episode, I want to talk more specifically about my lack of faith in the administrative agencies of our federal government because of politics. Going back to 2015, rolling into 2016, so for the last six years or so, it has been front page news regarding the politicalization and the rot that is eating at eating away at our federal agencies from the inside out. And I have a lot of libertarian friends who would say, you know, we don't need these agencies and everything else. And I said in my administrative state episode, which you should go back and check out, I believe it's around episode, episode 30, 33, 35, somewhere around in there. I said then that the administrative state is too large. It is approx- only an approximation that the administrative state is roughly between 250 to 400 agencies. 250 to 400 agencies within our federal government. It is so large that we cannot even put a finite number, an exact number on the number of agencies that we have. And then I made an argument in another episode that the administrative state, because most of it is in the executive branch, a little bit is in the legislative branch, but primarily about, I think 90% 90 or so, ties back to the executive branch, which is ultimately the president of the United States, that these administrative agencies are experiencing political rot because they directly tie back to politics, the president of the United States. As you may be well aware, like when it comes to appointments to the heads of these agencies, that comes from the president of the United States. Sure. The Senate, you know, is supposed to review and advise and confirm or not confirm, but that name is put forth from the president. And it is my theory, my working theory, that because of the direct tie back to politics, the White House, the Oval Office, that is why we are seeing more and more this spread of political rot throughout our federal agencies. And I don't, I'm not saying necessarily all agencies because some are so small or are unknown, you know, they don't produce the news that we have been experiencing over the last six years. Specifically, I'm talking about the agencies like the CIA, the FBI, the NIH, the NIAID, the FDA, the CDC, all of these agencies, the DOJ, all of these agencies 
have experienced political rot because the president of the United States appoints the leaders of these agencies. It is reasonable to expect the president of the United States to appoint someone because this all goes back to power. And I'm going to tie this all together in a few minutes goes back to power and would expect that the leaders of these agencies would mirror, you know, would be a reflection of the policies and the um, viewpoints and um, values and so on and so forth of the president. You know, how often do you see a Democrat president appoint someone to a position who is a known Republican and vice versa? You know, that just doesn't make sense because the thought would be, okay, well, how can I truly trust this person if they have different political beliefs than I do? Now, the someone who's naive might say, oh, well, you know, you're just supposed to appoint the person who's best for the job. Agreed. But that president is going to make sure that the person who's best for the job is going to be from their pool, their political pool of candidates. So what we've seen in the last six years from the CIA, you know, swearing that the Russia hoax was not misinformation from inside of our own government, that it actually did come from Russia itself, lie. Going to the DOJ and the FBI lying on FISA, FISA court applications. Going to the raid of Trump's house for right now, as it seems, no, no real reason. As of today, it's like, okay, he may have had some files not stored in the correct location. And the DOJ is talking about how that is an obstruction of justice, but how it went from a conversation in an agreement with the National Archives to an escalation to the DOJ. Great question. Turn back the clock. James Comey, FBI did not press charges for what would be even worse handling of documents from at the time secretary of state or former secretary of state hillary clinton who at the time was a presidential candidate going into the russia hoax we've seen the top brass of the fbi this is revealed in the Mueller report this is revealed in um horowitz i believe is his last name and the john durham report that the politicalization goes all the way to the top ranks. James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, and a few others. Some have even been indicted going all the way to, to Weissman. Going to the pandemic, we have seen the FDA just green light rubber stamp every single application that has come to them for the shot to be approved for the next booster for children five to 12 years old for children under five years old just this past week. And even this week, more applications are being sent to the FDA through big pharma, through Pfizer and the like saying, Hey, we need, you know, a new booster. And then we continue to see people get infected. And the only argument that could be made for the booster would be for the elderly or immunocompromised population, because it does seem to limit the, the effects of being um, COVID positive. Go to the CDC and we have records that they took policy advice from and basically just did whatever the teachers unions wanted them to do, specifically uh, AFT and the NEA, Randy Weingarten, 
we have seen that the CDC was not, and they've done their own, you know, internal analysis on this. And we'll see what comes from from their changes that they say they're going to make. But they themselves say that they did not handle the communication well for guidelines and, and the like. We've seen Dr. Fauci from the NIAID, which is part of the NIH, the National Institute of Health, that he has not been truthful in his recommendations. He has not yet ever come out and said that, you know, there were recommendations that he made that were incorrect and in hindsight, you know, um, would not have, say, let's say, recommended to shut down schools, especially keep them shut down for, in some cases, up to a year. We have not heard an apology from Fauci. We have not seen any accountability for him or for Rochelle Walensky of the CDC. Go to a smaller agency and you could look at OSHA and how OSHA was used to try to get that federal shot mandate for employers who had 100 employees or more that the Supreme Court eventually had to strike down that that was unconstitutional through OSHA. So politics has infiltrated all of these agencies. And as an American... I used to have trust in these agencies. These agencies are meant to, to do good for us law-abiding citizens, to take care of us, to take care of us Americans. That is my expectation of these agencies. The National Institute of Health and the NIAID, their goal, in my opinion, should be to, to do the proper research, proper statistics, all of that, proper testing, proper everything to find out what is best for our health as Americans. What we consume, what we shouldn't consume, if we come with an illness of, you know, bacterial, viral, whatever, how best to be treated without, you know, with limiting side effects, making recommendations of how best to, to treat our bodies and so on and so forth. If there is a pandemic or a public health emergency, actually recommending the proper response to that. The CDC expectation is, hey, this is what you need to do for to keep your best health, to stay safe, everything like that. But we've seen that that is not the case. They made overreaching guidelines to keep us at home, to aid in the reasoning from the executive branch for for them to be able to do these lockdowns and shutdowns of businesses and mandates and and everything the fbi were supposed to trust that they're actually going out and getting bad people not the fbi saying that hey because you speak up and maybe pointed your finger at someone who is on the board of a school board that therefore you are considered a domestic terrorist cia they're supposed to be a central intelligence agency protecting our homeland from foreign actors. However, they lie for the political gain of their leader of the party at the time, which would have been Barack Obama because they were trying to defend and or defend against Trump to have Hillary, a fellow Democrat, be elected. You know, so I put my trust as a, at a younger age, well, really up until six years ago, <laughs> into these agencies trusting that they were acting in good behavior that my assumption would be, Oh yeah, they're doing the right thing. And sure there could be some scandals here or there because there's always a bad apple or two, but we're not talking about just a single bad apple. We're talking about to steal a line I heard earlier today from Dan Bongino 
we're talking about a rotten orchard within the FBI. We're not talking about just the top two or three people. We're talking about at least dozens of individuals that have been confirmed to have uh, put their, their hands on the scale, even with the coordination through Facebook and the um, suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. You know, Mark Zuckerberg admitted that this past week on Joe Rogan's podcast. So again, my theory is that because the leaders of these agencies are appointed by the president of the United States, the president of the United States has a political party and the political party that the president belongs to, he would therefore want to pull from that same pool of people, in this case, Biden's Democrats, Trump, Republican, and appoint fellow Democrats and Republicans to the leaders of these agencies. And in the name of power, which we talked about with my guest at the time, with my guest, David Pollack, on the administrative state, the, I mean, not the administrative state, but the uh, two-party system in American politics. If you haven't listened to that one, go back or watched it. It is episode 63, the two-party system in America with, again, David Pollack. Fantastic conversation. It's a little bit longer episode because I have a guest and I love those long conversations, but fantastic conversation about what George Washington talked about and advised against whenever he was president. He said that a two-party system, a party system within America, would be to the detriment of America. And we have seen that. One of the things that was talked about is that when you have parties, these parties are not going, to, especially just two parties, the parties are not going to want to stay within, you know, just their tent is going to expand. Instead of inviting people into the tent, they're going to expand the tent. And the reason they expand the tent is to gain more power because they're not just sticking to their, their values and their morals of their, of their politics or that define their political party and invite people in and, you know, remain kind of limited, so to speak, they're going to expand and therefore lose and sacrifice some of the, the values and the policies and everything that they stand for, the beliefs that they stand for in order to recruit more people so they can then have power. And that's what we have seen in America. So it's all in the name of power. That is the second, that is in addition to my, my theory here. The administrative state, most of it is tied to the executive branch. President, his party is going to appoint people who come from that same party to lead these agencies. And in the interest of power of that political party or the political parties, the two primary ones in our country, those agencies are then going to operate with this sense of power and overreach and tip the scales in favor of the person who appointed them, which is the president of the United States. And that is the weaponization and the politicalization of these agencies. And it saddens me to have lost the faith in these agencies because I want to be able to trust them. They are supposed to be beneficial to we, the American people, but we can't trust them. What's currently going on with Trump and the Mar-a-Lago raid and his legal team's response to it and, you know, their fight against it. The, the um, DOJ and the FBI have said, hey, you know, like, here's what we found. You know, we don't need any special master. That's the latest through, I think, a Wednesday morning court filing. And me, I'm thinking like, okay, well, explain to me, FBI and DOJ, why should we trust you? Looking back over the last six years, why should we trust you? What can you point to and be like, oh, well, you know, maybe sex trafficking case. Okay, great. The rank and file 
They're doing their job. But the top brass who okayed this and greenlit this investigation, why should we trust them? Can you tell me why? No. Same with the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID and the CIA. Why should we trust you? Looking at your track record, your most recent history, why should we trust you? And they don't have a good answer. All they could do is try to weave and weave their way through and try to navigate to give you some type of response. But it's to me, for me, it's not going to be enough. The trust that I have in these agencies has, it's just, it's just disappeared. It's blown up. It doesn't exist. If the FBI came knocking at my door and wanted to ask me questions about something, <laughs> I would not be answering them. Because we've seen what they do. They would get you on a process crime or something like that. You know, they would get you on in some type of some type of trap. Say you lied and then you know you're going to be locked up for a couple of years and everything. We've seen that happen when it went to the the whole Russia hoax and everything else, all these process crimes, entrapments and things. So I would not trust and I do not trust these agencies, but we are supposed to be able to trust these agencies. Yes, as I said earlier, the administrative state is is too big. Our constitution exists to limit the power of our government, but our government has grown and grown and grown and seized more and more power, more and more authority. And the winds change every time there is a change in the political party in the White House, in the Oval Office. I don't know if you feel the same way. Go ahead and let me know in the comments. Let me know in feedback on Instagram, on Facebook, and tell me. But this is how I feel. I do not have any type of trust in these agencies. There was good work being done, and I'm sure there still is good work being done by the rank and file, by the people who show up and do their job and are passionate about what they do. But the people who are making the decisions, these leaders, especially those who were appointed by Biden or Obama, you know, like, again, this goes back six years. And even those that existed throughout the Trump administration, the deep state, as they call it, they have ruined these agencies. And recently I had some people comment on an Instagram reel of mine where I was calling out, you know, what Fauci has done and wanting accountability, what's going on with his retirement and how, you know, I don't have any kind of trust in the administrative state. And then I get people who basically are keeping their heads down in the sand and they don't want to know the truth. So I encourage you, I mean, they just sound, sound unintelligent, ignorant, you know, foolish. So I give them like a couple of responses and then I'm done because if you're, if you argue with a fool, then you are in self, you yourself are a fool. They, they just keep their head buried in the sand and don't know which way is up. So I encourage you to seek the truth. What I'm saying here is not, not a partisan, not a partisan take. If you are, if you are willing to hear the truth and willing to do the research, you will see that there has been this politicalization of these administrative agencies and that the politicalization led to um, a hoax targeting a presidential candidate 
good argument that they, that is continuing to do so with this Mar-a-Lago raid. We've seen the science not be trusted, the real science, the true science not be trusted by the NIH, the NIAID, and the CDC throughout the pandemic. So if you are really seeking the truth, you need to be honest with yourself and look at the information that has been presented and say, okay, well, why would I trust these agencies based off of these examples, these most recent examples over the last two, four, six years? I don't trust the administrative state, and that is terrible to our democracy. That's one of the things we hear, right? Oh, this is a, the Republicans are attacking our democracy. No. Anything, like I said, anything like I said in, in that episode, which was, I believe, in the high 50s, episode 50-something, 50 the Republicans are not attacking democracy. Whatever the Democrats are accusing the Republicans of doing, the Democrats themselves are doing. So again, the Democrat ties to the heads of these agencies that are overreaching their authority, that are seeking out, seeking to take out a political candidate, a political no, political nominee, presidential nominee. Even for Trump, he was acting president already sworn into office into January 2017 based on what the records have shown. He was still being targeted with the Russia hoax. Open your eyes to what is going on. Politics and power have created this rot at the very top of these agencies. So much so that my faith has eroded and I no longer have faith in these agencies, which is sad because there is, again, good work being done within these agencies. So as much as I hate the phrase, throw the baby out, with the bathwater, I'm trying my best not to do that because I want to say, hey, if something and real crimes are going on, that the FBI is going to take care of it. But then on the other hand, I'm looking at what exactly they're doing in these prime examples over the last two, four to six years. And it's like, okay, well, is what they're really doing over here dealing with, with drug trafficking or sex trafficking, like is that all on the up and up? When the CDC recommends what to do for your mental health to improve your mental health, is that really accurate information based on what they did over here in the pandemic response? And that is a true attack on our democracy, on our republic. Utilizing your power in the executive branch to control and manipulate we the people of the United States is a true and disheartening attack on our republic, on our representative democracy. And again, I encourage you to look at the facts if you are not fully up to speed on everything I've been talking about in these examples. Please take the time to research, or better yet, I most likely have an episode about it, so check out all my previous episodes, whether audio or video, and let me know again what you think in the comments of this video, directly in my DMs on Instagram or directly in messaging on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.